Hello, and welcome to the Finding the Magic Books podcast, season one, episode 36. If you're a reader searching for your next great read or audiobook download, I'm here to introduce you to new books that you will love. Whether you like romance, fantasy, dystopian, or sci-fi books, I think you'll find something in my playlist. My name is Trisha Copeland. I'm an author and host of the show. Today, I'm interviewing adult fantasy author Layla J. Omaros. I simply love Layla. Besides being an amazing human, her world-building and storytelling skills are amazing. Plus, she writes about fae, which is my current genre obsession. Listen in as I talk to Layla about her books and writing. Hi, Layla. Hello. How are you today? I am okay. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's great to see your face. It's been way too long. I know. It's been like PenCon, like two, two, three years ago. Yeah. I don't even remember anymore. Where I met you because you had a table next to mine. Or did we share a table or was it just next to mine? Anyway. I think the first year we shared a table. The first right. year I was pestering you because it was my first year we shared a table. And then... I think uh, after that, it was just, we became friends after that. Right. Bonded for life. Yep. Bonded yeah, that was my life. first con too. So we were like newbies together. Oh yeah. Just, just remember it so long ago, <laughs> was it like six years, six, seven years ago. I have no idea how old my first book is. Cause I know I had one book when I came. No, I had two with very bad, very bad covers. <laughs> <laughs> And I might have the original cover sitting here, so. Yeah, you do. Don't. Oh, you're going to show it? Oh, no. Don't show it. Sorry, I won't show it. You'll have to show the new one. I do have copies of the new ones over here. They're. Wait, I think I got it. Yeah. This bag, I don't keep my own books, like, stocked. And see, better cover, right? Better one. Much better. Oh, yeah. And a whole different color scheme. Did you catch people up? Tell everyone about your books and your genre. Um, okay, so um, so funny thing is, I used to think I wrote mainly paranormal romance, except the more books I put out, the more I realized I write urban fantasy with parent with romantic elements because my books don't follow the traditional uh, romance setup because I pretty much just write whatever I want and sometimes it's not enough or I just go off on my own. So I just decided now I write like urban fantasy and just like paranormal. And uh, my stuff is like little on the darker side of things. Like 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 uh, my stuff is usually very explicit. Um, so I've learned that maybe I need to start putting trigger warning on myself as well. Because <laughs> there's some things in there that people seem to be sensitive about that I keep getting comments on. So oh, interesting. I might do it. I might not. Depends on my mood, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, other than that, yeah, I just write urban fantasy. I am working on some contemporary retellings, like, um, so that should be in the future. And I'm planning a horror story for two horror stories uh, for next year. Um, so one is just my own creation. And then one is an anthology that I'm still trying to piece together with a few of my friends. Very cool. Yeah, I was seeing your post this week of all your sticky note plotting, and, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I, 
might not be worthy of that. I just, I did do that one time and I need, maybe I need to get back to it. I've, you know, usually I'm a, a panster, like pure, I'm just going to write whatever comes to me and figure it out as I go. But as I've, you know, been growing as a writer and creating my own worlds, it's, I realized I need to start um, writing down or putting down something. So I at least remember what definitions I've used, who did what, what characters. Cause in my first series, I forgot a ton of stuff that I have to go back, read the first book, which I'm going to hate because I've read that book 5,000 times and just remember what. So now I just, the one I'm doing now for Seraphim's Laminate is the one that I've plotted out the most. And like I add all these sticky notes and I tried to use computer programs, but it just doesn't work for me. Like I'm such a pen and paper person because I just write it, bam, stick it on the board and things like that. So I've turned into a plotter panster person. Fun. Yeah, I keep, well, I had to put it in a Word document, like all my characters and my setting because I got my books produced via audio or for audiobooks, And so the narrator needed all of that stuff but now I print it out and I I write on it so I'm gonna have to go back and type it in the document again but that's okay because yeah I'm a writer like you are yep let's see yep and how how's the audio but I didn't know you had an audiobook I do my kingdom journal series the complete series is on audiobook and the entire then, series? yeah the entire series all four not the prequel but um all four of them once in the main series that was a lot of fun. I have two different narrators because the first two characters are female and the second two are male, the main mm -hmm. characters. And then the Faye one, Audio Flow is producing the Faye one. It's coming out next month. So that's oh, really exciting. That's, that's exciting. Are any of them on Audible? Because I can use my credit. Yeah, they're all on Audible, yeah. Okay. So thanks so for I'm asking. Gonna, of course, I didn't, I didn't know that. So I'm gonna go get it once this is finished because I have like 20 credits. <laughs> oh, yay. You're good. I only have one credit a month. Like I use it as soon as it comes in. I, I don't because what happens with me and Audible is that um, since when I'm working from home now, I'm more on my computer than I am driving. So I, I forget I have Audible until I keep seeing the credit re-up every month and then they all just compile and it's like, well, you know, it's about to expire. So you have to use it. So I did Stephen King. Um, I did a few Anne Rice and then I just was like, hmm, now I don't know what to do. So, so I was like, oh, great, because I've been meaning to read your um, The Kingdom series for you. And so that just helps me a lot because it's, you know, as a writer, sometimes it's hard to actually read other people's stuff because I try not to be influenced by it so that's exciting so I'm gonna look it up later yeah I do the same thing so make sure and tell us um like all your series like the names the titles and give us brief synopsis of each one okay uh so my very first series is my hound series and that's currently three books and a novella um eternal light is the first one and then you have eternal earth and eternal fire and the series started out as the three brothers having to find their mates um before like the ultimate evil is unlocked and you know all the doomsdays type of stuff happens um the hound series though deals with the cerebrus uh from greek mythology and how i ended up writing about that is this in the very, very beginning, the series was supposed to be about the seven deadly sins, and it was supposed to be about eight, like seven different um, Greek, um, I want to say monsters, but like, like creatures, 
So I originally planned for the Cerebrus, the Hydra, the Minotaur, Senator, and things like that. But as I started writing for my first undertaking, that was just a lot. Um, so I narrowed it down to what we have now. And um, now it's currently planned at five books, no, five for the main series, and then three side stories that I have to wrap up because I've added more characters. Um, and now the big bad is even worse and people are flipping teams, but I don't wanna to give too much, I don't wanna give too much away for that one. And then um, my second series is the Face series. And that one is an entire world that I made up. And um, it's basically the um, elite warriors of the Fae and um, the Fae princess. And of course there's a big bad and um, they're trying to just stop everything that's going on uh, with the Fae world. Um, I'm, I'm only in the second book for this one. I, like I just released the second one for this. So the overall world is still playing out. Like I said, I'm still a panster. So I'm still trying to get the overall issue of what's going on in the world. Um, Cause there's like eight books planned for that one. Wow. And um, the first two can count as one couple because it was so much. Um, I had to break it up into two books. This, I don't think the rest of the series would be like that. Um, and there's a lot of characters as you read the first one. So yeah. there's there's a ton of characters and then I added more. So it's just that one I'm still working on. And um, the next one in that series is, I'll reveal the title one here because I haven't said it anywhere else. Yeah. It's, uh, so I have, the first book is Dark Knight, Ancient Bloodlines. The second one is Dark Knight, Dawn of the Red Sun. And then the next book, that I planned for 2023 or 24 is Dark Knight Resurrection. And that's all you're getting because I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I feel special today. I was just like, oh, I got something juicy. And then um, I have my, um, my fairy tale retellings, which is um, Seducing the Black Prince which is um, my retelling of Beauty and the Beast, which is more to the original story than the Disney version. Um, so there's no talking pots, there's no <laughs> dancing or anything like that. Um, did my mom, ma hold on one second. I think my mom set off the fire alarm. We had a bit of a break, but I love hearing about all of Layla's and creative endeavors. Stay tuned for more. So you were telling us about the fairy tale retelling. Right, so um, yeah, so like I was saying, uh, Seducing the Black Prince is my retelling on Beauty and the Beast. And it's more towards the original telling than the Disney one. So no talking pots, no whole bunch of characters, like no singing and dancing or anything like that. And it's much darker. People get eaten in this, in this story as in the original one. It's just not, you know, Belle, right? Um, and um, so... It's funny with this story because in the beginning, you know, there's Beast, he's split into two people, his Beast and the main and his counterpart. Um, it was funny because when I was writing this one, he has a brother that helps him instead of all these pots and pans. So I found myself writing more of like the brother in the story and giving him all the likable traits 
And so when my, I had my cousin, you know, beta read from me and she was like, well, why do I like his brother more than I like him? And it says, look, I'm like, you have a good point. I'm like, so I had to take him out a little bit and make Beast nicer because he was just a total jerk in, in the book. So I hope I rectified that. <laughs> so, and then um, that's planned for two more books and in, in with the retellings for this for that world and the two retellings are Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella I have planned titles for those but I'm still working on them and then um, I have a Lion King retelling I'm working on and um, that came about where I'm like I, I wouldn't say it's a retelling more as it's like I guess an alternate dimension of what would happen and how it spawned about is I was listening to Be Prepared because I listen to Disney songs and I write um, I write things. So um, I was listening to Be Prepared and I was like, well, what would happen if Scar Mufasa were brought back and they remembered their past life? And I wanted to give Scar some type of redemption arc or something or and and I also thought, well, maybe Mufasa wasn't that great. You know, maybe he wasn't that great of a leader. So I ended up with the story idea and I have the characters and uh, things like that. Because if you, if you, uh, since I love the Lion King, I watched the YouTube videos and all the theories and, you know, Mufasa wasn't that great of a brother when they were younger. So I was like, oh, let's, let's make it as an adult and let's see what happens. So that one should be fun. And then I just have a whole bunch of other just I have a horror story planned um, for next year. I'm still working on that idea, but it's definitely going to be almost all horror and um, just really dark and stuff like that. And then I have uh, the next book in my Hound series planned. I have um, and uh, anthology I'm planning with my friends. And my current work in progress is called Seraphim's Laminate Infernum. And it's basically the full-length novel of a short story I did last year for an anthology. Um, I have no synopsis uh, just yet because it's completely changed from the original story. So I'm like in the middle of that. Fun. Your imagination just amazes me. <laughs> I have no clue where you get all your ideas from. I mean, you said you take them from Disney, obviously, and it's just amazing to me. Yeah, my... My, it runs rampant on a on a on a daily basis. It's, it's I have to stop myself all the time. I'm like, oh, a new book idea. No, no, no new book ideas. So I I do have a binder where I just have ideas, and a lot of them are like fully thought out. And I'm like, okay, I'll write that later with the main characters and stuff like that. Um, like I watched a Netflix movie and I I, I liked it, but I'm like, I could do it better. So mm -hmm. that's what I planned. Um, I forgot I forgot what I serendipity I think I called it or something like that and that's planned out so just my my imagination just runs rampant all the time like I um I had a, a series I planned um just because it was raining one day and I was like oh yeah they did say that when it rains while his son the devil is beating his wife I'm like well what if we come up with a story for that and so wow. I came up with this entire series seven books and it's the first book is the symphony of sunflowers and they all of sun showers and they all have like orchestra or something like that so yeah i, I don't know i just <laughs> that is amazing so impressed with your imagination running yes 
just wild and free. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous sometimes. <laughs> so tell us, how did you start write? How did you start publishing? I guess or start writing? Did you just always love to write, or what happened uh, was when I was when I was little, my grandmother. Uh, was probably one of the biggest influencers um, of me reading and writing. Um, she was very strict on, um, you're going to know how to read, you're going to know how to write and things like that. Um, I remember when I was younger during the summer, she would have us read books in the backyard. And because I was young, I didn't realize I could have told her anything that happened in this, in these books. And she wouldn't know, she didn't read it. She would just, you know. Um, so, but I would actually read the books or like my other cousins. So I would read all these books and I've always been into um, like uh, anime, although I didn't know they called it anime back then. You know, so I've always been into the arts. I always like to draw and things like that. So that's how I started reading. And then, you know, as you grow up um, and, you know, in, 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 the, in my community, in the black community, we didn't read a lot of the, the, um, the more, like um broader books we read what we what everybody calls hood books back then or urban fiction so i read a lot of that and i'm like oh these stories are good i probably shouldn't have been reading about you know drug dealers and all that at the age 13 but it's okay and so we read all of that and then it and then i wrote my first story which is the worst thing you could ever read and it's, it's called the man behind the mask and it's it's a story about this guy that I liked. Like I, I clearly see that I was writing because I like this guy. And um, it's about, it was supposed to be there were childhood friends and then they started messing around. It was real, it was a real generic story. But you know, for me, it, 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 it started me writing and reading it back now, when I, well, when I try to read it back, um, I can see the influences of what I was reading at that time and then my next one was like friends the lovers yeah i remember all of these because i still have them like they're they're like completed but they're i'm never going to like publish them oh uh, well maybe i don't know i might go back and try to do it but i don't know um so that's how i got into it and then life happened i don't remember exactly what and i i lost the drive to write and I wasn't reading as much. I was just going through high school and, you know, going through all the motions of high school and middle school and all that. And then um, when I got into college, one of my friends worked at Borders. And um, when, once I was in college, it forced me to read, you know, broaden my horizons with reading out on my own, right? Because um, in high school, we did read, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird and all those standard books that are currently are like banned at one point recently but um it wasn't until college that I got back to um reading more and so I remember the first book I picked up was Devil May Cry um by Sherilyn Kenyon and because I'm a game head I thought it was Devil May Cry the game until I read the back of the book and then I'm like oh no this has nothing to do with the game but it sounds really good and that's how I started so I started with Sherilyn Kenyon and then I did J.R. Ward and I just fell in love with the Black Dagger Brotherhood and um, the Dark the Dark Hunters and so I devoured I went backwards and devoured all of those books and then I went to Gina Showalter and then what happens a lot of time with me is when I get engrossed in something and I read so much of it everything becomes repetitive 
um, and it's I figure out the formula. So I got bored and I started thinking, well, there's other creatures out there. There's the hordes of demons. There's all there's something past vampires, uh, witches, fair, like regular fairies um, and the regular, you know, creatures that were being used and different mythologies and things like that. So I was like, you know what? I'll write something. And oh, at night, um, I did say a little prayer. I was like, you know, God, just give me a sign of what I'm supposed to do in my life. Because like I said, I was in college. I was a forensic psych major. I hated it. Um, I liked the material. It's not hard. It's just I hated my professors. And I'm like, I need to know where to go. And so that night I had a dream and it was the Cerebrus shooting lightning into the air. And then I woke up with the series in my head. Well, the rough draft of the series in my head. And I started it and I haven't looked back. Just went with it and haven't looked back. And then, um, and back then in 2008, nine probably, and, and uh, indie authors weren't in. It was still mainly the big three or however big people there are. Um, so it was hard to find editors. I didn't know what I was doing, first off. Let me just clear that up. Anyway, I had no idea what I was doing. I was still in college. My, my grammar was horrible. It's probably still kind of bad today. But my grammar was so bad. Um, like I didn't, I didn't put the difference between father and further. So it was always saying further instead of fathers really bad um that's so, why we have editors though so. yeah, yeah. Now, I have <laughs> now i have i now 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 i have a proofreader and editor but back then i didn't and i just wanted when i put out eternal light i just wanted to know i knew at the time the book needed to be edited it needed to be tighter like i knew that for a fact but when i put it out i just wanted to see if people would just like the story concept and when i got the reviews back and they liked it then i'm like okay let me go ahead with that and that is how I ended up uh publishing and writing very very cool that's awesome <laughs> I think we started writing about the same time then because I started writing around 2008 2009 um, really? but it took me like eight years to do my first my first manuscript became my first two books so but that was like eight years later was that the, the sunshine one I read when no, that was the Being Me series that starts with Is This Me? That's the, the kind of college new adult coming of age. Do I have that one? I have to go you back and look. Not. You might not. I don't have Kingdom One. I have one of the Kingdom Ones. I know it's you read Drops of Sunshine because I told, I know you told me you like Nina in her book. Yeah, I did. I forgot. I wrote a whole review about it. It was so long that I forgot the review, but it's on my blog. It's, I did love it. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> what happened next I remember that I, I know like, and I yeah because I wrote that for an anthology and it was supposed to be a standalone I'm not supposed to do anything else with it so but it may have like expired on the on the contract maybe I should check that out but yeah yeah that one was a good one I gotta read I'm gonna read the kingdom one it just has been so crazy uh especially this last year it's just been insane yeah so. no I have a hard time reading and I don't read in my genre when I'm writing and it's so funny because I was just interviewing another author about Faye and she was like yeah I did all this research before I wrote my Faye book and I was like oh I did no research I, and I, I, I didn't know research I'm like I know what a fairy is I I'm like I'm, I'm just you know what I had and for uh, it's funny because I when I got to Gina Showalter's um darkest 
um, I can't remember. It's one of them has a fae princess. It's the main, it's the main one and has a favorite. I, I stopped reading the series because I'm like, I'm writing a fae story. I don't want to be influenced. I don't want to steal any ideas because my idea is solely mine right now. So I haven't gone back to um, the Lords of Underworld series since that book because I'm still writing my own favor. Right. But I have all the books in the collection. So, and it's funny because when I do read for pleasure, I read uh, ancient, like, like uh, I don't want to say ancient, like ancient literature or classical literature, whatever you want to call it, and foreign literature. So that's what I like mainly read. Like I don't read any paranormal really anymore. Like I really don't even read J.R. Ward anymore um after um after the shadows i stopped reading jr ward i was a little disappointed in that book but that's a whole nother <laughs> oh so yeah so so yep i get it that's funny well, um did you did you for any of your other books have you done like any research because right now i'm doing demonology research for sarah from Lemonade, and i'm pretty sure my mom think i'm in an occult or <laughs> my neighbors do because i have so many demon books and witchcraft books um what other books have you did the research yeah i do tons of re and i'm gonna start researching the goddesses now because i brought them a little bit into my faith story because they believe in the goddesses and they pray to the goddesses so I want to dig into that a little more so I can develop that a little bit more in my series. I always do weird research, like, because the Fae in my books had these portals, I, I needed to find, like, the oldest forest in the world, that the por and the portals would be in the or oldest forest in the world. So I did that research when I was doing Kingdom Journals, because my Fae and my Kingdom Journals is such a, it's a crossover series. So yeah, I, I definitely am right there with like researching everything that has to do. If I'm writing vampires, I, I I researched a lot of the vampires, but then I didn't research the Fae. And I think part of me was like, like you, I just wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to be influenced or, and so the person I was talking to, she was like, well, you know, the Fae can't lie. And you know that iron <laughs> hurts them, right? I was like, okay, that's not in my book at all. <laughs> so. Same, same, my Fae lie. They they touch iron, <laughs> so yeah, probably. But that I, I, again, I didn't. It's my story, so whatever happens, happens. So I get right. So. That's what makes it unique, right? I didn't want to write something else somebody wrote, so yeah. And that's my vampires and my witches are the same, so that's okay. I have, it's funny because I write paranormal. I have not written one vampire. I haven't written a single vampire. Uh, or I have a witch in Seducing the Black Prince, but um, I haven't written a vampire. I mean, I do have a vampire story and it's a lichen story inspired by Underworld. Um, so, I mean, I have, I've been working on that for a while, but I haven't actually published anything with like the vampires, which is weird because I had a whole vampire moment way before Twilight, okay? <laughs> but I had a whole vampire, vampire like was my thing, was my jam. <laughs> Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, I'm embarrassed to say that Twilight sparked my vampire obsession, but that's okay too. So I, I had a Twilight phase. I was team I was team Edward until breaking dawn and then I flipped between team Jacob. And I just don't like Bella. I've never liked Bella. I cannot relate to Bella. I was not that person in high school. Um, but I in my mind, I don't know if I was the only one, in my mind, Edward was at the time Brad Pitt from Interview with the Vampire. So I had a whole Brad Pitt face. So I was like, oh, I love Edward. And then I got to Breaking Dawn and I'm like, you know what? 
I'm flipping. I'm flipping. I can't deal with Edward no more. Team Jacob <laughs> all the way. And team and Jacob was just this hot dude. I don't know. I made him up in my mind. And and then I'm like, then I saw the movies, and then I was just like, oh. it's funny because I don't know if I told you because after watching Twilight, not reading the books, but after watching Twilight, I can't. It's very hard for me to read first person or do anything in first person. I can't play video games in first person. I can't do anything in first person because of because of Twilight. But I do read my friend's stuff. But if it's not for that, I just I just like oh first person. Oh, all right. Yeah, I I can. Well, I I have only tried a little bit to write third person, and I just was trying, and it was just too hard for me. Like, so yeah, I'm definitely a first person thing, but sometimes I bring in like two first person views, so you get another view. But um, I can't read bad first person. Should I say it better that way? Because I do read. Like I've read yours, and I loved it. And then I've read uh, like two other people, and then I was doing a blog like a blog series that was in first, just me playing with first person. I wasn't taking it serious because that's not my, you know, that's not what I write in, but it was fun and I got into it. Um, but I just, I just, Twilight just killed it for me. <laughs> well, like, yeah, oh. if you read the books, yeah, it might <laughs> I won't say more about that. I, it's an excellent creative series that, yeah, I love it. It was great at the time. It just didn't age well. Maybe. Maybe that's it. So tell me about what's behind you, because I know a little bit about your creativity, but tell everyone else it. what's behind you. Uh, so what's behind me is like my craft, my like I'm in my craft workstation area, and it's a mess because I just finished my newest repaint. Um, on the wall is well, most well, some of this is stuff I got from Comic Con, but a majority of what you see in the background, I drew it. Like this is actually Thana from my um, Hound series and like chibi form. Um, and that's all my paints and clay and stuff like that. And then in the back, I have uh, the fabrics that I use and everything like that. So that's just my little workstation because I'll write, I do everything in this little area. Um, so soon I hope to get it like redone, repainted. And uh, it has carpet right now and I hate carpet. So hopefully I can get hardwood floor so I can just slide to one side of the room because I have my jewelry station <laughs> on the opposite side go whoosh and get what you need yep, and move back right yep yep now at my old house that's what i did and it makes it easier to get to my jewelry uh my jewelry making station and that's on the other side of the room so do you have a doll that you can show us oh yeah i have like fifteen thousand. want to see all right let me go get it. so this one, she's the the newest one. Oh wow, she's beautiful. That I just finished. She's she is a. Oh, this took me a month and a half to do. Um, she is. What's her name? Riviana. I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with a name for her. I want it to be a R, but to be powerful. Um, and she is a mystical dragon warrior. I'm still debating if I'm gonna just make her a princess or just keep her as like a, just a mystical dragon. Um, and it's funny cause this was inspired by a TikToker. Um, I forgot her name, I gotta look it up. And she made a, like a, uh, you know, the tall Elsa, like the the like five, three foot Elsa one. So she made that into a dragon. I was like, well, I wanna make one. I wanna make my own dragon. And I was looking for that size doll, but then I'm like, you know what, I have so many, 
uh, stockpile dolls and things that I bought just from like secondhand stores, um, such as, you know, like this. And I got a sculpture that I'm going to do in the background. So I'm like, let me just use that. And this is what I came up with, you know, so that's, and there's not a lot of, um, well, I haven't found a lot of black creative artists or whatever, just, I don't know if I'm supposed to be politically correct, but I'm not. Um, so I haven't found a lot of them on YouTube's cause I, I do have a YouTube channel. Um, so I'm working on posting the video, um, of this remake, um, this repaint on there. So I just, you know, if I don't see something, I'm going to do it myself. And it's also a way for me to get my, uh, deal with my depression, anxiety, and all of that, all those emotions that we all have. So that's my newest one. And that's, that's real hair. You can water set and style. It's wow. actually, yeah, it's similar. All my doll's hair is either hair that I, it's pretty much hair you can use on yourself. It's called Conecleon, or sometimes I'll use human hair so you can style it, water set it, and things like that. That is really amazing. I, yeah, I do not have that craft. Well, I have a creative side, I will say, but I do not have a crafty side. So, yeah, um, it's funny because I have a sewing machine. It terrifies me. I, I will not touch that sewing machine. I wear rather hand stitch. I don't know why. Just sewing just intimidates me. It's not much that will intimidate me, but sewing, definitely. I definitely. can sew. My mom taught me to sew on a sewing machine, but I put I did put a needle through my finger one time. And I stepped on one and it went through my toe. So I have had some major injuries from sewing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I will. I mean, well, then again, I did super glue, almost super glue my mouth shut. But that <laughs> um, because what happened was my hands were dirty and I was trying to like angle and and so I ended up the, it was still blue and I poked it. And so I got it on my teeth and my lips. So for the next like three days, I was just walking around trying to scrape it off. And I was looking weird and and stuff. So yeah. I've stabbed myself with like a, because um, I have a X-Acto knife. And when I'm focused, I get really close to whatever I'm working on. And so I was trying to peel something off and it's, and I poked myself in the stomach. So I shanked myself and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I just, I just cleaned it and went on. I did get it off. I didn't fire off the clay. So yeah, I'm accident prone. It just, just happened. Yeah, I tend to be that way as well. So for the listeners and our watchers, tell us where we can find you, your books, your arts and I, I, do I tell them arts and crafts, your creations, I will say, your dolls. It is the same, same thing to me. Um, so I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, and, um, and everything's my my name. Um, so you, I'm on um, Facebook, Layla J. Amaros. Um, Twitter is I am Layla J. Amaros. Um, Instagram, I'm not really on Twitter, but I'm more on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on, um, oh, I'm on Web Novel as well. Um, I'm on Radish. Um, I have an Etsy shop, which is LJ Rose Craft Creations, where I post some of my repaints, not all of them. Um, or you can uh, find my page on Facebook, uh, LJ Rose Craft, Craft Creations. And there I post all my beaded bracelets and things like that. Oh, and that, that is so fun. Yeah, I love that you create characters from your books because I do that like with just images I find, but I can't draw. Yeah, I have, I'm still working on, I'm still working on my Eternal Fire set of Funkos because I, I do Funko Pop repaint. I just, I just keep adding stuff. 
So um, I have I'll, I've done fun calls as well. Like I've made fun calls uh, for my for my friends uh, book characters. So I made uh, Stacy Rourke's um her uh, oh my gosh I can't remember her name um Octavia Hollows and her pig bacon from that series. I've made T J London's um um characters from her uh, Rebels and Redcoat saga. I've even made um. Jocks from the audio flow. I made her Funko Pop of herself um, with like the audio flow stuff. And then I've made some other ones. So it's just, it's just fun to do. And I like, I know what it's like to want to see your characters like take on a life out outside of the paper. And it's just, it's just fun to do it. Oh, I may have to commission you to do Titania then. Of course, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. I do it like I have no problems doing it for, for, for my friends. Uh, it's just, you know, when strangers come, then I have to be a little more sketchy because still flake or something like that. But just message me. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It was exciting to hear all about your books and your multi-talented endeavors. Well, thank you for inviting me. And great. let's not make it as long between times we see each other next time. Well, yeah, well, you know, FaceTime me. Yeah, I will definitely do that in the near future. <laughs> Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. It was so fun to talk to Layla today. Her creativity is truly impressive. If you're looking for her books, you can find them on Amazon and other major retailers under Layla J. Almaraz. That's Layla, L-A-Y-L-A, J, and Almaraz, O-M-O. R-O-S-E. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading.